0: Now, David Fiorazzo.
1: Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you so much for tuning in. I just want to kick it off with some scripture from 1 John chapter 5, which says, Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves the child born of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we when we love God and follow his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. His commandments are not burdensome, for whoever has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. So uh, thank you guys again uh, for tuning in. We have a great guest today, Israel Wayne. It's going to be great to catch up with him. Uh, First, though, I've just got a breaking, um, I guess, email uh, coming over from Pastor Paul Blair and Dan Fisher of reclaiming America for Christ and uh, they say very clearly and openly we are proud to be Americans however our current administration is a disgrace they talk about while leaving Afghanistan is another debate the way in which we are leaving is a disaster and the Taliban will immediately impose strict Sharia over the people and retribution for non-sharia compliant behavior will begin immediately And then he says this, he says, when you hear the Taliban talk about justice or women's rights, and then they add the phrase under Islamic law, recognize that that phrase explains everything and that the definition, their definition of justice and women's rights does not mean what we think or what the media might report. He says there are at least 15,000 Americans still in harm's way in Afghanistan. There will be thousands slaughtered for working with Americans over the last 20 years, and he says Pastor Dan Fisher and I have worked, uh, have decided to work with the Nazarene Fund in a last-minute effort to raise money to save as many people as we can. And I'll just give you that uh, link. It's the NazareneFund.org. The NazareneFund.org. So today's guest, Israel Wayne, is an author, homeschooling expert, director of Family Renewal. He's got a passion for defending the Christian faith and promoting the biblical worldview. He's the author of many books, including Homeschooling from a Biblical Worldview, Full-Time Parenting, a Guide to Family-Based Discipleship, and today we're going to be discussing the increasing discrimination against those who hold to a biblical Christian worldview, threats against our religious freedoms, as well as the increasing pressure on parents and teachers and the plight of uh, Christians now with our own government coming against us. Israel Wayne, thank you so much for coming back on Stand Up For The Truth.
2: Oh, well, Thank you, David. It's great to be back on your show.
1: Well, first of all, let's get an update on your ministry. I know you've been traveling around, speaking quite a bit. I saw a picture of you and another Stand up For The Truth guest, Sam Sorbo. Uh, just tell us a little bit about what you've been doing, the conferences, and maybe what's coming up that people can uh, get information on.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, I've had some great opportunities here the last couple of months. Um, I was able to um, be last weekend in Virginia at... A meeting called the uh, Christian Education Initiative, a uh, great uh, sort of alliance or consortium of leaders from across the Christian education world, uh, people who work in the Christian school movement, Christian higher education, homeschooling. And uh, so we had a, a gathering in Virginia, of about 50 leaders, um, people like Sam Sorbo and uh, Alex Newman. You guys know him, of Absolutely. Course, uh, the journalist. Uh, with New American and Epic Times and a lot of other places that Alex writes and um, E. Ray Moore to this mandate, uh, who has a great ministry uh, calling the church to Christian education. So, we had a, a great event there. Uh, have had a chance to be involved with a couple of um, uh, family camps. We were at a family camp up in Wisconsin that's connected with PCY uh, America, the radio network uh, in Wisconsin in that, that area. Uh, Had a great family camp there and got to talk about parenting and uh, family issues. And then um, was in Portugal. Uh, They're battling uh, some homeschooling issues over there. Uh, The Portuguese government is basically trying to make homeschooling illegal in Portugal. Uh, It's already restricted to uh, an extreme amount where in order to homeschool in Portugal, you have to uh, have a university degree. You have to homeschool through the government, wow. you have to use their required textbooks, uh, and then you have to have standardized testing and like frequent visits uh, with government officials who are oversee every step of the process. And so it's very, um, very controlling, and um, there's a push there to try to uh, get a lot of the pastors and uh, Christian leaders in that country to come together to uh, try to advocate for um, a a free uh, Christian education alternative there. Um, And as you know, and as the listeners will understand, you know, a big part of that, of course, is mind control of the children, that if you get to control the content of the curriculum and there's no opt-out, there's no other alternative, then you can just push through all this um, transgenderism and critical race theory, and a lot of that's going through all of Europe. I mean, it's not just an American thing. This is going across Canada, Europe, and uh, of course, you know, public schools across America. So I was invited over there to kind of meet with uh, some churches and leaders there to, to talk about biblical worldview, Christian apologetics, but also Christian education. And that was a great opportunity. And then was really blessed um, uh as well to be able to be a keynote speaker at the American Family Association's uh, Marriage and Family Life Conference, um, AFA in Mississippi. Yes. Had a great conference, about 1,300 people showed up, wow. uh, which was very encouraging in, in this uh, day and time, you know, where so many people are afraid to go out in public. They had a very strong uh, attendance there, some other great speakers, uh, Jason Lyle, who is a PhD astrophysicist who's a Christian. He's a born again evangelical Christian, which shows that uh, not all Christians are anti science. Right? Um, we we believe in science. We just don't uh, uh, we just don't necessarily em- embrace some of the bias that comes out, uh, you know, from from the the left. Uh, their interpretation of science, let's yes. put it that way, uh, and, and uh, just another a bunch of other great uh, speakers at that event. So had a good time down there. So it's been a busy uh, summer for me, um, getting to, uh, of course, spend time with my family. Some of our listeners may not know, I have 11 children. Um, so we had a, a, our 11th uh, baby was born this year, wow. and so getting to spend some time as a dad and um, getting to that, like the family camp we did in Wisconsin, and we did another family camp here in Michigan. Uh, those are great opportunities to serve and minister, but also a great way for me to bring my family along with what I do with, with teaching and all of that. So uh, we have some more uh, events coming up. We're, we're going to be in Nebraska doing a conference, and doing some events in Iowa. So the uh, best way for people to find out where we are and what we're doing is to go to familyrenewal.org. That's our website, familyrenewal.org. And then if they go to, to uh, uh, forward slash subscribe, um, that'll get you on our email list, and we will send you updates whenever we're in your area, because I, I do a lot of speaking at churches. I just spoke at a church in Maryland uh, on Sunday, so I, I speak a lot all over the country, and if you go to see forward slash subscribe, that's going to be the best way for you to be alerted whenever we're speaking in your area.
1: All right. Well, thank you for that update. Um, I, I know you've been incredibly busy, and we appreciate your voice for the homeschooling movement. And I know with COVID and now with critical race theory, which we'll get to because I want to get your reaction in the next segment about a Christian teacher that resigned um, recently and uh, down in Loudoun County, Virginia. But we'll talk about that in a minute. But let's talk about um, science. You know, the left uses that word, and I do not think it means what they think it means. Um, That's right. They. So they're talking about uh, protecting children, but I really think it's about protecting the uh, teachers' unions and and whatever else. But um, you posted something recently, and obviously, many of us get flagged. Facebook doesn't like our view, Um, whether it's proven or not. They just don't like opposing views to the narrative. And you said nearly 4 million children have contracted COVID in America. And only about 400 have died, and that's from the National Institutes of Health. Um, So there's a lack of clarity about COVID and children, and yet there are, from what I understand, most schools willing to force children to wear masks from uh, six or seven hours a day. And I just as a parent, I know you homeschool, so you don't have to worry about your kids dealing with the, the effects of the mask, whether they be psychological or their lungs or just the the physical, uh, I don't know, humiliation about wearing them. this, This is not the image of God where we put a mask, clothing on our face. So your thoughts on this, Israel, and I know you've tried to raise some awareness, and just what you're hearing out there with some of the conferences you're going to on this particular issue.
2: Well, President Joe Biden posted yesterday on his Facebook page, and I'm going to quote from him, he said, we will not sit by as governors try to block or intimidate educators protecting kids against COVID-19. This isn't about politics. This is about keeping our kids safe and taking on this virus together, right. end quote. And I posted on his page um, and said, uh, parents should make decisions about the health of their children, not bureaucrats. Amen. And I find that whenever I post a comment over on uh, President Biden's page that uh, <laughs> a lot of people from his page come over to my Facebook page. And, uh, and then the next day I'm usually flagged in some way for having violated their supposed community standards, uh, wow. which, is, which is just ironic. But, yep. but it's interesting how he says uh, this is about keeping our kids safe. And that really is the governmental view, that your children don't belong to
1: you. That's right. That
2: they belong to the government, and that the government has the, the mandate to be able to, to determine what choices are made regarding these children, what kind of education they receive, uh, what kind of, um, you know, whether they wear masks, whether they're vaccinated. And they're taking those choices away from parents increasingly, uh, making mandates that parents don't have uh, the right to make their own informed choices. And, and let me be very clear about something, because people often misunderstand um, when I comment on these issues, what my point is. Some people say, well, you know, I've done research on this, and I believe that uh, masks or va- vaccines are the, the safest route for my child. That's fine. That's that's your choice as a parent. That's something that, uh, you know, thank God you have the ability to do in America, to choose the path that you think is best for your child. Yes, uh, and so so we're not uh, we're not saying that you shouldn't be allowed to uh, mask your child if you think that's best, or vaccinate your child if you think that's best. Uh, you you should do what what you believe is best for your child. But you, as a parent, should make that choice, not a government bureaucrat who doesn't know what's best for your child, who may not know. The uh, uniqueness of your child, maybe their health limitations, their psychological limitations—you as parents know that best, and so you are the ones who are the most qualified to make those decisions. And you know, I posted a quote from the National Institutes of Health uh, from their website, and this is what they said: uh, They said, "For the COVID nineteen pandemic, there is still a lack of clarity about the role of children." that they play in spreading the coronavirus, and this results in the question whether they need to wear masks, end quote. So according to the National Institutes of Health, there's still a lack of clarity yes. about whether these children, from a medical standpoint, need to wear masks at all. And uh, there's also uh, been some studies that have been done um, to evaluate the, the psychological impact of mandatory mask wearing on students in school. And, and while, uh, you know, there, there isn't conclusive evidence, uh, there are researchers and scientists and, and medical doctors who are saying uh, we don't have adequate information yet on, on how harmful it can be from a psychological standpoint for children to be forced to be masked all year. But it's not merely the health issues that are physical health issues that are to be considered. There's psychological aspects as well, and, and we see suicide rates
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: going up exponentially among yes. youth, especially in these situations where um, they're in a culture of fear about uh, the the pan, you know, the COVID virus and about, um, you know, the, this, again, having to see their teachers and all their friends uh, with masks, not being able to read facial expressions. There's a lot of mental issues there that, and psychological issues that are uh, important and need to be considered well. Um, and, you know, there are these universities that are saying, uh, we think that there's a huge psychological risk with these children, um, and that's to do as well. Um, so when you're looking at 4 million American uh, children who have contracted the COVID virus and approximately 400 uh, who have died? I mean, the and, and every every death is tragic. You don't get me wrong. Um, we're, you know, we, we're sympathetic with every single family who's lost a child for any reason, and and so you know this is not to be unsympathetic, but to make sweeping general mandates uh, for an entire nation uh, over something that has um, resulted in 400 fatalities. Um, I, I, I think this is unprecedented. Let us yes. put it that way it smacks very much of of political posturing rather than following science we don't see you know sweeping national mandates that are coming across with with other categories that have uh, impacted numbers uh, that are that small
1: yes and that, i don't know where we've lost the ability to reason and research and look at the numbers because if you just look at the flu israel up uh, about 480 Children have died from the flu in the last year from what I understand. that's approximate 480, which is more than have died from coronavirus in a year and a half. but we're not looking at context and perspective. Um, I don't know if you caught Matt Walsh's um, s- speech in front of a, um, a, s- a school board, Nashville School board. he called it what they're doing in the school's child abuse. He said uh, he asked if they were if they've considered the psychological damage being done to children by teaching kids that the air the air is toxic and everyone around them is sick and they've got to be fearful. This is so damaging to young children. But uh, we've got three minutes left in this segment, and I also want to point out uh, or just share uh, another issue you had just by speaking the truth. You can now. Uh, apparently, according to violating uh, Facebook standards, you can't go live or advertise for 30 days because you previously posted something that didn't follow the standards. And I believe that was about Afghanistan, if I'm not mistaken. Would you please just, just share about that? Because so many of our listeners can relate to this. All of a sudden, we're flagged. All of a sudden, we can't post. And it is discriminatory. And there are double standards. But uh, what happened, Israel? Israel.
2: Right. Well, this is what this is my post. It mm-hmm. said America's long history of foreign policy debacles continue as Kabul falls to the Taliban immediately after U.S. troops withdraw. The Taliban rush to free five thousand of their prisoners, seize weapons in the storehouses, and take over the government. Islamic fascism has returned to Afghanistan. Please pray for the citizens whose lives are now at risk.
1: Mm-hmm. That was
2: the entirety of my post. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was told that that violates uh, the community standards for Facebook.
1: Wow. And, and it's amazing, just praying for citizens whose lives are at risk. It's amazing that, of course, because you got, quote, political, and you didn't necessarily agree with how the Biden administration handled this whole thing, we can't even—this is just—this is communist policy in america it just happens to be enforced by big tech the one party uh... big tech media conglomerate and now most of us who have just offered a different view or opinion which in the past would be categorized under free speech now it's like oh no no you can't say that um, we've got to take a break in a minute here israel but when we come back there's an important um, uh, post that you shared Oh, about a week ago on how uh, you have some, uh, some videos that are going to be very helpful for Christian parents on post-modernism, cultural Marxism, social justice, critical theory, and intersectionality. I want to give you an opportunity to share about those and where people can hear them, plus that Christian teacher that resigned coming up next on Stand Up For The Truth.
0: Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo.
1: Our guest today, director of FamilyRenewal.org, Israel Wayne. And I, I want to point people to some of your videos that are available on these important topics on what Christian parents and and even concerned citizens that have their kids in public or even private schools now, uh, they're going to have to deal with and understand postmodernism, cultural Marxism, social justice, critical theory, and intersectionality. So, Israel, explain uh, where people can get a hold of these uh, teachings and these videos so they can learn more and be prepared.
2: I did a two-part teaching series that includes two one-hour videos that are available for purchase on my website. So people can go to familyrenewal.org, that's my website, And then forward slash store. So familyrenewal.org forward slash store. And then of course there are lots of resources, there are books and so forth. Uh, but I think if you click on the uh, audio tab or you go in there, there's a search feature, You know, type in one of those keywords, postmodernism for example, it'll pull up this video teaching that I did uh, and so you really have to understand Marxism to understand cultural Marxism. You have to understand cultural Marxism to understand critical theory. You have to understand critical theory to understand critical race theory. Uh, and postmodernism and Marxism are kind of hinged. Uh, they're, they're linked at the hip. And so a lot of people don't know what postmodernism is. They couldn't define it or explain it to someone. And so I help explain the historical background of where these ideas came from, Uh, the introduction of critical theory through the Frankfurt School. So you're going to get some history, but you're also going to get definitions of terms. And then you're going to get the so what factor. Like, so why does any of this matter? (laughs) Where is it going? Where is it headed? What's coming? What's coming up next? Where do these ideas lead? Uh, So I tell you kind of where we've been, where we are, and where this is all going. So again, familyrenewal.org forward slash store. Look up the the downloadable um, videos on uh, post-modernism, critical theory, social justice, intersectionality, etc. Uh, but these things are, are important, and they're creeping into the schools. Uh, yes. President Biden has been pushing really hard to have critical race theory taught in every school classroom, a public school classroom across America, uh, and you know teachers are beginning to be fired for not complying. It's, yep. it's a scary world out there.
1: Yes, and let's transition now to that story, which is not a unique situation where a Christian parent or a Christian teacher decided to resign because of discrimination against her and these are school boards across the country school boards are adopting these transgender ideologies highly sexualized curricula and of course the most recent which is not new but it's been in the system the university system for quite some time As I'm sure you would attest to a uh, critical race theory and this has angered a lot of parents because it is it's basically it's racism but she said this and I'll let you respond Israel because it's it's really sad she said I was told in one of my so-called equity trainings that white Christian able-bodied females currently have the power in our schools and that this has to change clearly you've made your point you no longer value me or many other teachers you've employed in this county so since my contract outlines the power that you have over my employment in Loudoun County public schools I thought it necessary to resign in front of you school board I quit I quit your policies I quit your trainings I quit being a cog in a machine that tells me to push highly politicized agendas on our most vulnerable constituents the children I will find employment elsewhere. I encourage all parents and staff in this county to flood the private schools, end quote. And that was uh, Laura Morris, who uh, recently uh, resigned, and God bless her for taking a stand. Israel, uh, your thoughts on whatever you would like to share on that.
2: We talked about this a little bit before on previous broadcasts, but I think what people don't understand is, is they think that the American public school system started out Christian, and then somewhere around the 60s it started to get some liberal influence, and then maybe in the last few years it started to go woke. Uh, That's just an absolute appalling ignorance of the history of government schools. Uh, Government schools, from their very founding, uh, with Horace Mann in Massachusetts back in 1852, uh, were founded as an anti-Christian endeavor. Mm -hmm. Horace Mann was a Unitarian God-hater, Uh, who wanted to see Christianity eradicated in America. He's the founder of the modern public school system. And then the guy who's the founder of the the modern progressive education movement, uh, an avowed humanist, socialist, atheist, a guy named John Dewey, in the 1930s, he's the one that brought the Frankfurt School from Germany over to Columbia University, where he taught. Uh, He brought those guys over to, to infiltrate the the schools of higher education in America, because he already had a lockdown on the American K-12 schools, and his view was, uh, we would use the American public school system to eradicate Christianity in America and to teach a whole nation of children the principles of economic socialism. This started as far back as the ni- as 1930, mm-hmm. and so people don't understand that what we're seeing now is basically the final stages of the implementation of a Marxist ideology that, that began back in the 30s. The, the frog is hard-boiled now. So this whole idea that, well, we're going to go to the school board meetings, and we're going to make our voice heard, and we're going to reform the government school system, um, is just a pipe dream. Yes. It is absolutely uh, irrational and utopian. It's a fantasy. Um, the schools were not started as institutions of freedom and liberty. They were started by, uh, you know, think about this just compulsory attendance So We're going to force children to have to go there, and then we're going to force people to have to pay for these schools through taxation. It's coercion, it's compulsion, uh, it's based on the, on the, uh, The German and and Russian school system models, Mm -hmm. Uh, basically Stalin and Hitler school systems, are the school systems that John Dewey wanted to emulate and reproduce here in the United States. And you can just do his—you can just do uh, a study on this. There's a great documentary out there called uh, "Indoctrination: Christianity, uh, Public Schools, and the Decline of Christianity in America." If you want to do a little homework on the history of these schools, Uh, and you can get that on my website as well. So. I just encourage parents to uh, realize that any efforts towards reforming the public school system is just uh, wasted time and effort. Uh, what we have to do as Christians is we have to find out how can we give our children explicitly, exclusively Christian worldview in their education? How can we help prepare them to think and live biblically, uh, as opposed to putting them in indoctrination centers where they're going to be trained to think like good little Marxists uh, as part of the collective. Mm-hmm. And, and it takes courage, and it takes time, and it takes cost, and it takes expense uh, to do that, but man, our children are worth it. And I, I just want to say this, too, that sure. unfortunately, uh, the Christian schools are getting on the CRT bandwagon as well. Um, the new training for ACSI Christian school teachers uh, is incorporating a lot of this critical race theory, um, in fact, I have a friend who is a uh, Christian school teacher in Atlanta, and they started to teach um, critical race theory in the classroom, and he challenged it with the superintendent of the Christian school and raised the issue and was fired on the spot just for questioning it. Wow. Uh, they had Black History Month in this Christian school, and they picked two, quote, heroes of black history to feature. One of them was a black Muslim woman, and another was a, a black feminist who calls herself a womanist. Neither of these two people are Christians. And my my friend, the Christian school teacher, raised uh, a question uh, to the school and said, "Of all of the people that we could have picked to highlight <laughs> for Black History, why not pick Christians? Yes. I mean, there are a lot of wonderful Christian heroes: George Washington Carver, Harriet Tubman. I mean, there's a lot of people we could have looked at." Uh, as maybe being, you know, heroes that we could have our children emulate. Why a Muslim and a black feminist? Um, and, and he was fired on the spot for, for uh, questioning the curriculum and the decisions to, to go towards this new woke perspective. So so parents don't realize a lot of times what's being taught in the classroom, right. whether it's the government schools, even the Christian schools. And, and Christian school tuition is almost $1,000 a year per child. I mean, so parents are paying this kind of money, Mm. and they're having their kids indoctrinated into the same kind of garbage that they, you know, pulled them out of the government schools for. So if you want to know what your kids are learning and you want to have control over what they're taught, you need to teach them yourself, and, and this is important, too. I want everybody to listen to this carefully. You need to pay for the education and purchase the textbooks yourself. Yes. Because a lot of homeschoolers now and private schools are looking for government funding. And they're like, oh, I could get my tax dollars to pay for this. Well, what happens is as soon as you take government money for your child's education, you have just lost control over the content. So if you want to have control over the content, if that's important to you, then you need to make sure that you are purchasing the curriculum with your own money. Then you know what the materials are, what's included in it, what's being taught. And increasingly – uh, whether it's a Christian school environment or especially a government school environment, um, it, it's kind of becoming the same sort of uh, leftist-progressivist rehash. And if you don't want your kids growing up thinking like socialists and Marxists, you need to take responsibility for your own child's education. And I've written some books like Answers for Homeschooling, the Top 25 Questions Critics Ask, Yes, uh, book called They're available on our Family site. Mm-hmm. website, uh, you can get yourself an answered with real information. I handle the criticisms and objections uh, that people have against going in those books.
1: Well, I agree with you one hundred percent, and I'm, we've had Alex Newman on quite o- often here. And the the current system is beyond reform, and we have to decide as American citizens, as Christian, you know, parents who still have kids in the school age. Uh, of school age and what to do with their education. And I, I appreciate the fact that you pointed out it's not just the schools, it's not just the mothership, the NEA, the U.S. Department of Education. It is Christian and or private schools, and it's the textbook publishers that have fallen in line with this uh, cultural Marxism and postmodernism and getting away from anything having to do with the biblical Christian worldview, and also that you pointed out that once a private or a Christian school accepts government money, to some degree there will be strings attached. And is there anything else you want to share about that?
2: Yeah, we're seeing that already. We've seen it in Alberta, mm. Canada, where uh, Christian schools there uh, were were having homeschoolers underneath their umbrella. And so in order to homeschool legally in Alberta, you had to homeschool through a private Christian school or through the state. And so people thought, oh, well, we're safe because we're homeschooling through these Christian schools. But the Christian schools were all taking government money, uh, and the government made a law to say, to say that uh, everyone um, who... Is, is taking government money, has to teach an LGBTQ-affirming curriculum. And so now all these Christian schools were forced into teaching this LGBTQ curriculum or be shut down. Uh, the same thing Alex Newman was just telling me this last weekend, the same thing in Sweden, uh, where they, they first um, basically bought everybody off with the government money and then come back in later and say, hey, you have to teach this LGBTQ-affirming curriculum uh, or you know we close you down. And so, you know, with shekels come shackles, and so people need to understand if they want freedom and education, they have to pay for it. And, and I think uh, another thing that's important to, for us to remember is that, that we can only justly reform what Christ has formed. So when there are institutions that Christ has formed, like the family, the Church, and we see these institutions beginning to languish, uh, to fall under the we have an obligation as Christians to seek to reform those institutions, but there are other institutions that God didn't form. He didn't form gangs and the mafia and drug cartels and, you know, the pornography industry. Jesus didn't form those things. So we we don't seek to reform those things, we seek to abolish those things. That's right. And so statist, (laughs) Socialist, government controlled education was never something we found in the Bible. It's not anything Jesus ever advocated. Jesus didn't form the government school system. So our efforts to try to reform it are really misguided and misdirected. And I think the real light bulb moment for parents is when they wake up enough, when they've done enough research to realize that the government school system is not broken. I hear people say that all the time. All oh, our schools are fractured. Our schools are broken. Absolutely not. <laughs> they're doing exactly what their founders designed them to do. Mm-hmm. They are functioning exactly the way that John Dewey and Horace Mann wanted them to function, in fact, beyond their wildest dreams. Mm-hmm. So they're not They're not failing to perform the purpose for which they were created, they are performing it exceptionally well. They're creating an entire generation of people who think and vote and act like socialists and Marxists, which is really the intent and purpose of the progressive education movement all the way back to John Dewey in the nineteen thirties.
1: That's right, which is almost a hundred years now of this implementation of this antichrist spirit of the age, an unbiblical worldview that has permeated our country because of reaching the youngest kids and children and indoctrinating them. Um Alex Newman did a great presentation. I saw him last month in Oklahoma and he was just comparing some of these leaders of the education system or what has been said by our government about schooling and he said okay is this thought or idea um a uh, Christian idea or is it an anti-Christian idea and he just basically went through examples and quotes from some of the leaders going back to John Dewey and then more even more recent and it's clear But we almost have to have this contrast, Israel, right in front of our faces to be confronted with it, that if it is not Christian, it goes against Christianity, it is anti-Christian. So in the last couple minutes here, and uh, we'll send people to your website, familyrenewal.org, Israel, share some thoughts on Christian parents uh, or advice. Uh, There are a lot of people who are still just now— finding out the truth about what you've been talking about, what you and Alex Newman and what we've been sharing for so many years.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's a great new magazine that's come out from the New American uh, called Saving Our Children, a great new issue that they did just on education. I encourage people to pick that up. Uh, Again, my book, Education, Does God Have an Opinion? Uh, That book really gives a biblical theology of Christian education, Uh, And parents just have become comfortable with how they were raised, the schools in which they were educated, uh, the views of their parents and grandparents, those of uh, other people in the church around them. And my contention is that we need to not be influenced by our experience and our culture. Those shouldn't be the driving forces that, that dictate our decisions. We should be driven by theology. Mm-hmm. What does the Scripture say? Amen. In Joe Biden's worldview, that their children don't belong to you, that they belong to the government, that they're our children, as he calls them, referring to the government, yes. and these are our children. That's not a biblical concept. You don't find the concept that children belong to the government in the Bible. That's a Marxist idea. Yes. And, and again, I just think people need to have you know shows like yours that kind of wake people up and go, is, is that idea that children don't belong to parents, that they belong to the government, is that a biblical idea or a Marxist idea? And and why is it that we're so used to that concept and don't find that shocking, don't find that radical, it's because we're being informed by the world rather than by the Word of God?
1: Informed by the world rather than by the Word of God it reminds me of uh, Colossians chapter 2, verse 8, where it says, do not be held captive by worldly philosophies, and the traditions of men. Um, and we have, as a Christian, um, I guess parents, as as Christians in America, have really slowly been duped into believing some things that would go against the biblical worldview. And now we are trying to come back and get our roots back in the Word of God. But Israel Wayne, thank you for your time. Thank you for your voice and all the work that you do at Family Renewal and the conferences and um we appreciate your ministry, and uh, we pray uh, God's blessings on you and your family. Thanks again.
2: Well, thank you, and God bless you and your ministry.
1: Uh, God bless you. Thank you. When we come back, we're going to be talking about resisting medical tyranny, passports, and politics. And I'm, I'm I'm gonna be worried about what certain words I can share. Maybe I might just want to abbreviate so we don't get censored, uh, but uh, we'll get through this article. And just some concerns, you're not going to believe it, what the government has in mind. Um, <laughs> stay with me. You're going to want to hear this next on Stand Up For The Truth.
0: Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo.
1: Okay, so uh, someone printed this uh, out and I, uh, or sent it to me on this, you know, you heard about the The Delta variant, and now there's this other one coming out, and now the Biden administration wants to push boosters for those who have already been vaccinated. Well, there's this graphic that goes around in a circle with arrows. At the top, it says new variant, right? Talking about another virus or COVID-19 variant. And then there's an arrow to the right. More cases, so that's what the media does. They do their job by reporting on this new variant and the cases and the, test po- the positive test, and then the arrow goes down to the bottom, and then it says reduction of freedoms slash more restrictions. That's a natural result of their fear-mongering on a new, any new variant and the media reporting on more cases. A reduction of freedoms more restrictions and then the arrow goes over to the left and starts going up vaccinations is the next obvious solution uh, and mandatory vaccination and then back up to the top there's a new variant and then it starts this cycle all over again I found that to be very simple but fascinating and a little too true um, to mock or laugh at now According to, this is breaking news from the Liberty Council Chairman Matt Staver. It's no longer unthinkable for government to implement checkpoints within the states, within the country, or even to plan isolation camps for those testing positive for COVID. Now, I even had to look up, did anybody fact check this? And USA Today even fact-checked the claim that, yes, quarantine camps are real, but some of the information about the implementation of them and the use of them might be exaggerated, of course. But they even said quarantine camps are a real possibility. So the Biden White House is weighing the idea, of course, as we know, of, of mandating vaccines for interstate, not international, interstate travel. This is also according to the Associated Press. In other words, they want to check your medical papers, please, before you travel to the state next door. You can go to LC, that's Liberty Council, lcaction.org for this. I'll put this in today's... Podcast notes at com As you know, Anthony Fauci has said there are two Americas. They're purposely dividing the people. Now, the media and leftist politicians are dividing people by whether they have received the shot or not, or shots. So, how should Christians and concerned citizens respond to these reports? Checkpoints inside America. Fines. I just saw an article out of New York. They are now um, setting up fines on businesses who serve those who have been unvaccinated. Did you hear me? They're setting up fines. They're fining businesses who are serving the unvaccinated as if they're lepers, right? Um, So this is where we are. The global socialists in the White House and our government should never have power to decide what medical procedures can be forced on people. But as I said, here we are. The CDC released a plan to remove mild to moderate COVID-positive people and those they suspect might have COVID from their homes and isolate them away from family. As shocking as this sounds, I know you're thinking, okay, now this is one of the most bizarre things I've heard, but I know you're saying, you're, you're, at this point, you're saying, well, I wouldn't put it past the government. I wouldn't put it past the, the, their abuse of power. Apparently, this document can be found on the CDC website, according to Liberty Council. So, what is unfolding is bigger than covid and the shots it's about freedom it's about control um, May June July August uh, three months ago I wrote an article called papers please coming soon no shot no service um, at the time I wrote that and put that out there I was accused of being provocative I was accused of holding to an uh, just another conspiracy theory and here we are papers please Uh, whether it comes to outdoor events, uh, entertainment, uh, whether it comes to travel, we're seeing that this happen quickly, friends, quickly. So we must resist. We must raise awareness. Yes, you may get censored on social media. You may get suppressed. You may get blocked because of violation of community standards. But what are the consequences? Our silence has had consequences over the past however many years of just backing down as far as Christians and citizens that are just, we kind of allowed it to get to this point. So lot's happening. Um, last year, as you know, uh, the Christian churches generally, uh, let's talk about America, we kind of folded under pressure and said, okay, Romans 13, will Obey the government, we'll shut down, we won't have church, we won't meet, we won't assemble, we won't pray, we won't have communion, we won't do all the things that the Bible instructs us to do, You know, assembling ourselves together. Now, one reason we have not successfully fought to maintain our freedoms is we have been told our rights come from the state, not God. This is a Marxist idea. This is a godless worldview. And I think uh, with Pastor Tim um, Stevens, which we had on Tuesday, by the way, phenomenal response to that podcast if you haven't heard it. Harbinger's Daily picked it up, and they have been putting it out there, um, where he's a pastor up in Canada. He was arrested. He went to prison twice just for holding church services. So God bless him. Continue to pray for him. His church is growing. They need a bigger space. So pray for Pastor Tim Stevens and Fairview Baptist Church up North in Calgary But we quoted Dr. Francis Schaeffer On Tuesday on that podcast in 1982 He said if the state gives rights It can take them away Meaning if the state If the government gives the rights Then the rights are not inalienable Are they? But we understand our creator And, and our founders believe That uh, our rights come from And came from God So we have to be aware Of what's happening do not give in to fear. The fear mongering. Uh, some might refer to it as panic porn in uh, the media, um, in, including the public schools, in Hollywood, and in fact, there's billboards. I just went down, you know, uh, Forty One uh, Highway Forty One yesterday. Theta Care is a, a health um, organization here, and it says, uh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. It said something like, "Get the shot and save lives." So in other words, if you don't get the shot, you don't love your neighbor, you don't care, you're not saving lives if you're not vaccinated. Oh, it said get the vaccine. Get the vaccine, save lives. So a lot of virtue signaling going on as well. Now, if you want to get the vaccine, if you've already been vaccinated, that's your call. All we're saying, those of us who are trying to raise awareness about these concerns, all we're saying is give American citizens the freedom to choose. That's it. Is that so unreasonable? Um, So, this is what's happened. um, To make a medical treatment mandatory, violates not only freedom, it violates conscience, God's design for people made in his image, and it exposes government as increasingly tyrannical. Um, If you're over 40 or 50 years old, you're probably... Wondering how we got here in America, where we've given so much to the powers, the 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 government, the state, um, it, and it's been it's really been a gradual transition. So um, here's a question that we asked a couple days ago: Will the church stand united to love our governing authorities enough to tell them the truth that they have gone beyond their mandate? And they are taking the place of God by seeking to bind the conscience of the people. They are not only enforcing these things, which we should have the freedom to choose over, but they are punishing good people as if they are evil for not allowing an injection into their body of some medical treatment that has not been thoroughly tested. Can you understand? this is just astounding I think to to most of us um, so we have allowed the world and secular philosophies to kinda of define what's true and factual and even right and uh, boy I don't know if there's any recovering from this but we we just keep we have to keep fighting friends we have to keep raising awareness we have to keep speaking as long as we have a voice we have allowed government to gain unprecedented power and control. And now we know these shots, they're not based on science, research, or even safety measures, but it's political. And as some would say, it's even abusive. They are, some people are being fired from their jobs. Some people are being banned from grocery stores. They're refused dining in restaurants or shopping um some are expelled from schools, some are placed on no fly lists, some are even prohibited from outdoor gatherings. So, this is not right. We've got to speak up. One thing I wanted to share <clears throat> got this from Dr. Scott Lively. In 1948, Article 13 of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, this is the foundation for all treaty based human rights protections in international law. It says, Everyone has the right to freedom of movement and residence within the borders of each state. Everyone has the right to leave any country, including his own, and to return to his country. So most of us recognize we're facing one of the most serious threats to freedom in our history, in our short history in North America. So... Let's continue to report the, the facts and just share the truth as much as we can. There's a lot of rallies being organized, a lot of people, even medical personnel, saying, no, we will not be forced to get these shots, these, uh, quote, vaccines. Also, Matt Staver at Liberty Council, I've got to wrap it up in a minute here, um, over at the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, VAERS, shows that um, as of July 30th, among, 545,000 total shot reactions. There have been 12,366 deaths. This was as of a few weeks ago. 5,236 heart attacks. 23,000-plus severe allergic reactions. Over 7,500 shingles cases and over 14,000 permanent disabilities and more. This is under VAERS, Vaccine Adverse Event reporting system you will not hear this in the media you will not hear this from the Democrat Party and the Biden administration from the public schools or from Hollywood but you can look up theirs. it is an actual legitimate reporting system so the data shows that um, um, in, in some of these cases especially preventing the Delta variant these shots are not effective and they're still planning a booster in the fall so keep your eyes open keep your ears open if we desire to be witnesses for the Lord Jesus Christ, we will oppose anything forced upon free citizens. Okay? Um, We will also give to Caesar what is Caesar's, knowing that our bodies belong to the Lord as temples of the Holy Spirit. So as Pastor Tim Stevens said, may God grant us unity as the body of Christ to stand for truth, love our neighbor, respectfully direct the government to its duty, and bear witness to the greatness of Christ in this cultural moment when we come back we'll let you know who our guests are tomorrow on stand up for the truth
0: stand up for the truth a ministry of lakeshore communications incorporated keep the discussion going on social media stand up wi on facebook and twitter now we wrap up today's stand up for the truth
1: so tomorrow you will hear part two of a Liberty Pastors Conference that I attended in Oklahoma, where I recorded several outstanding guests and speakers, including tomorrow Dr. James Taylor on critical race theories, a pastor and a teacher in Oklahoma. Also, you'll hear from Alex Newman. Did a great segment with him, and uh, was always provocative and informative. And you might also hear from Dan Fisher and uh, Dran Reese and a few others. That's tomorrow. A loaded podcast with several guests on stand for the truth thank you guys so much god bless you and as always keep speaking the truth about things that matter